Hey, it's Leave Alsvik for Certix, and with me, the wine star, Noel star, one of the awesome <laughs> expert wine consultants at Certix. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good. If good. you uh, listen to our commercial on Cool 108 in the Twin Cities, we directed you to this podcast because we're going to talk about the top three wines of the week in detail. Which we do every week. Yeah. And um, by the way, I was going back and looking at all the wines we've talked about, mm-hmm. and you can um, listen to um, past podcasts uh, cool108.com keyword wine or on the iHeartRadio app. Right, which you have to download. Yeah, it's called Wine with Lee and Noel the Wine Star. We don't wine. We, we, we talk about wine. <laughs> wine the beverage, not the verb. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, let's start with the uh, the French Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. I love this bottle of wine. I know you do. And the, gr- the greatest thing about this is it's French. So stylistically, it's going to sit somewhere in between that real zesty grapefruit style of New Zealand and the real um, kind of, I would say, elegant, almost nondescript-esque side of some of the Bordeaux's because they get blended with some things. So this has good acidity, mm-hmm. nice citrus, but not that real sour intensity. It's just a great everyday white. Yeah, and it's called Biscay. Biscay Bay. Bay. Mm-hmm. There's lots of vowels. Yeah. Bay is yep. not spelled B-A-Y. Nope. It's spelled B-A-I-E. Okay. Um, it's from Cote de Gascon, which is southern part of France. Just delicious. A great everyday white to have on hand if you're going to be sitting out on the deck, if you're going to be enjoying a glass of wine before you're cooking dinner, or if you're pairing food with uh, seafood, shrimp, oh, great that shrimp. That good. Yeah. Chicken tacos, <laughs> delicious. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. I got to tell you... Um, I like the taste of this Sauvignon Blanc. You know, you had me compare, mm-hmm. um, and I'll take a Sauvignon Blanc any day. Yep. I know <laughs> I won't are. turn one down, but that French one, the Biscay Bay, is really good. Yeah, because you had a little test where you did one, I think, from New Zealand, yep. one from Chile, one yep. from the U.S., and then this French one, and you really did enjoy this. This number one. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's great because I think our everyday price on this is like 12 bucks. So it's super affordable, and when it's on sale, it's well under 10 So, cool. yeah, it's a great wine. Um, great num- wine. Number two on the top three wines of the week. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Not only have you got me turned on to the rosés, it's a really good rosé, but I love the container. Well, it's a Tetra Pak liter box, and I think the reason it found its way to our top three wines this week is we have a lot of people heading up camping, a lot of people heading Pontoon. up yeah, out on the boat. They're enjoying this last month of summer here in Minnesota, so... A, a Tetra Pak box is an ideal carrying vessel to take somewhere. You're not going to break glass. It can, you know, you can scrunch it down to just about nothing. Easily recyclable. And what is Tetra? What do you call it? Tetra Pak? So I think that's a Minnesota-made company that that started that gotcha. that form of box. It's an actual. It's kind of like Kleenex for a tissue. It's okay. Tetra Pak for that cardboard. Think like the a bigger size version of a milk box. Okay, I like that. So we've talked about the container. Yeah. Let's talk about what's inside. Okay, so it's a Syrah-based. Wine, so that is the base of it. I think there's some Merlot in there. I'm not sure if there's a little bit of Cabernet, um, but those are the grapes that are being used. And obviously, they're not vinifying it to a full red wine. They've just let it sit on the skins for a little bit to pick up some color. Um, it is dry. It's not sweet. So that for those people that are like you used to be, that you assumed every pink wine was mm-hmm. going to be sweet, this one is not. Um, it has good full flavor to it because of what those grapes are that are the back the backbone for it. That Syrah and that Merlot. And it's also got a really nice finish to it. So I would say it's a perfect wine if you just want to have it by the glass. That's perfectly fine. But this really is a magical food wine. So it could take you anywhere from um, veggies on the grill. So you pick up a little smoky note. It can hold up to that. I think it would even go as far as to do chicken or pork. So I think barbecue ribs, delicious. That would be great. 
I love that. A yeah. magical food wine. Magical food wine. Okay, and there's a a, a, a drawing of Cape Cod and the uh, lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just exploring, uh, 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 promoting, get out and explore and take exactly. This wine. So this is Bandit is a brand that is made by um, one of the three winemakers. Is um, one of them is a Washington State guy, um, Joe Bueller. One of them is uh, Joel Gott from California oh, yeah. that everyone's yeah. really oh, familiar yeah. with their wine. So. Their hand is on this, so you're. This isn't just some little, you know, somebody decided to throw wine in a in a in a cardboard box and sell it. This is true winemaking, just put in a different packaging, um, so that it makes it a little more accessible. All right, and our third wine of the week. Give me something with substance. Yeah. I say that because it has substance <laughs> written right on the label. So it's um, substance CS Cabernet. The CS standing for Charles Smith, also for Cabernet Sauvignon. Charles Smith is a renowned winemaker in Washington State. Um, he's uh, He's a he's a character, for, for lack of a better word, but he makes some amazingly good wines. And this particular Cabernet is 100% Cab. Um, the label, I believe, says Columbia Valley as the designation within Washington State. But like a lot of the wines coming out of uh, Washington State, so let's let's talk about let's talk about area for a second. So if you have a wine from California and it designates California only on the bottle, it can source grapes from all over the AVAs within California. Okay. Any of them. Gotcha. Um, when you start getting into smaller areas, uh, you might it might say North Coast, or it might say uh, Lake County, or it might say Napa Valley, and it might say something even smaller within Napa Valley, like Carneros within Napa Valley, within California. That means then you start needing to get those grapes from that particular, at least a good percentage of it, according to U.S. law. Gotcha. What's cool about Washington State is that they cannot demand the price that, say, Napa Valley does, um, areas that are a little more well-known in the wine world. But, for example, almost all of these Charles Smith wines, it's 100% cab. It appellates itself as Columbia Valley. But if you look on their website, they're sourcing four vineyards only for this wine. I mean, that's kind of crazy. So you're getting a really, really cool picture of a small area within Washington State but you know they it, they're charging it like it's just a everyday red table wine because these this wine is not super expensive. It's well under twenty dollars a bottle. Try it though mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. It's really really good. It's full flavored, um, aged for twelve months in fifty percent French oak. I mean this is a real deal wine. I think somewhere on his website he says something about um, this is so good and so well made. I'm, I should be charging way more. <laughs> Well, and I've never seen the label before. Mm-hmm. So it almost looks like the uh, elements chart. It is you know, the it, initials yep. exactly. So it it looks it's black and white, and that's kind of something like if you walk into our store at Certex and you walk into our domestic aisle and you kind of step back and scan, you're gonna notice several black and white label wines: uh, the Boom Boom Syrah, the Velvet mm-hmm. Devil Merlot, the CS uh, Wine of Substance Cab. Here, there's also one called Chateau Smith, and then you go over to our whites. And there's the Eve Chardonnay, the Kung Fu Girl Riesling. So you'll start seeing them, and all of a sudden you realize all of his labels are in black and white. It makes them all of a sudden, like, once you know that, you can kind of step back and you'll see them. But they're all exceptionally well-made. And, and those are all his wines? Yep, yep. Oh, wow. Nothing's, you're, you're not going to go wrong getting a Charles Smith wine. That sounds good. Okay, so the top three wines of the week. Let's recap. My favorite one, the Sauvignon Blanc from yep. France. Biscay Bay Sauvignon Blanc. Number two is the Bandit Dry Rosé Liter Tetra Pak Box. From California, and three is the Washington State CS Wine of Substance Cabernet. Okay. Um, before I let you go, yeah, uh, you're having a cider sale at Yay. the store. I know. All our ciders are on sale, and we have a lot. I mean, when I, it's kind of funny. There's certain areas of the store. I started working there in 2010, and there's certain trends that have certainly um, expanded since I've been there. I would say any of the whiskeys, Mezcal out of tequila, 
and cider in the beer world, or at least where we used to have a little tiny, you know, section of maybe four or five of them. We now have a a tremendous amount. Lots of them right here in Minnesota made right here. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, gluten-free people love them. But you know what I learned? I learned something interesting today. I asked our one of our beer um, people, Jesse, I said, are all ciders gluten-free? Oh. And he said, not necessarily. And what from what he understood is that if it is made under a winery license, it is. If it's made under a brewery, it is not. But the good news is most of them are labeling on their bottles okay. gluten-free. Gotcha. So just ch- check out the label. It should be pretty clear on some, on, on most of them, not all of them. Yeah. But if you're having a party, dress up that cider. There's a picture here um, in the, uh, it looks like a tulip glass mm-hmm. of cider with uh, um, wedges of apple yep. on the on the rim, but a, a cinnamon stick and some mint. Yeah, you can make punches with cider. I mean, there's so oh. many recipes you can do, but yeah, they're delicious. And there's more than just apple. It's, we carry pear, there is raspberry, cherry, there's all the flavors. I think there's even like a cucumber mint that we just brought in that sounds super delicious. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Good and stuff. The Minnesota State Fair is straight ahead. Before we go, what is your favorite wine pairing for Mar- Sweet Martha's Cookies? Uh, port. It would have to be. <laughs> I remember you and oh, I actually you did me. a tasting once. Do you remember? I, at the fair. We Super did that. fun. And the best one, I think one of them was like corn dog and a rosé. Yeah, and it we, was like killer. We paired the corn dogs, the french fries, <laughs> that's the right. Sweet Martha's cookies. We that's have to do right. that again. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. That was super fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the fair. All right. Let's talk next week. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Lee.